Hey, we're starting a new series this week um, right there. We're calling it Iceberg Living. Iceberg Living. Um, now, have you ever seen someone be like masterful or thriving in their craft and thought, I wish I could do that, or I wish that I could be like them. Have you ever done that? Where maybe you see Sidney Crosby skating on the ice, and, and like it's pretty much like he's dancing on the ice. He's doing so well. He shoots. He scores. Was there even a goalie there? It didn't look like it with how good he was. And have you ever thought, I wish I could do that, or what would it be like for me to do that and then travel around, get paid to play a game, play hockey? Oh, I wonder, I wish, what would it be like that? Or maybe you've seen an, uh, a piece of artwork in a museum and you see this lifelike sculpture and think, I wonder what it would be like. What, wouldn't it be awesome if I could have that skill? Or maybe you see a master craftsman build something, and maybe it isn't even a master craftsman, just someone building Ikea, and you're like, oh, I wish I could do that too, right? But, um, or maybe you, you've been to a restaurant, and, and it is so good. Like, if, if the one that you tell everybody about, right, the restaurant where you're like, oh, man, you, you're going out for food, go here. Or, oh, you're taking your wife out for a date, go here, right? And you taste the food, and it's so good. And, and then you think, oh, I wish I could cook like this. The creativeness, like, how does he turn this nasty lettuce thing into this amazing thing? And it's hot, and I like it. What is up? Mmm, right? Um, or you see someone who's like super healthy, super fit, and like, I wish I could be like them. Or what would it be like to be like them of like, just look at a chin-up bar and you do chin-ups, right? Uh, I wish I could be like them. I think all of those, all those things, at one time, I've thought that of like, oh, I wonder what it would be like, or I wish I could do that. But there's one thing I think that I even more so than all those, and that is when I see John playing the piano or Greg playing the guitar, I think, oh, I wish I could play an instrument. I wish I could play as well as them, right? Because my grandpa, he played guitar, and I thought, oh, I wish I could. I wish I could be like John on the piano and just, just plunking it out and look so like easy and, 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 or be like Greg and you look so cool with the guitar. No, I, it's not me right now, but I think, oh, would, wouldn't it be nice to be like that or be able to do that? Have you ever had that before where you saw someone thriving in their craft, doing so well, and you think, oh, wonder what it would be like or wouldn't it be nice to be there? But what you're seeing, when you're seeing someone thriving in what they do and you say, wow, that's amazing. What you're seeing um, right now today is actually because of the things that were unseen before, right? What you're seeing like John playing on the piano so easy, thriving in his craft, right? It's, it's because of all that time that you don't see of practicing, Right, or that master craftsman who, who can just, you know, turn a piece of wood into this beautiful artwork. It's because of the time that he's took to learn, to refine his skill. So what you see on the outside is actually just really the tip of the iceberg. That, that what's, what you're seeing, that amazing finished product, is actually because of all this work, all this preparation, all this stuff that was in the unseen, or that mm, so good 
mm-mm-mm food at that restaurant that you taste and that chef, he is just, he is, he just turns food into something else and it is so good. But that guy, he experimented, he did the work before, he did the training before and what you're tasting, that finished product, what you, what's seen to everybody else is just really the tip of the iceberg. It's what was underneath that has now brought that to the surface is just the tip of the iceberg of, of people then honing what they've done so that you see the final product, but underneath it's all the practicing, the time, the things doing things when no one else sees it. You know, if you saw an iceberg at sea uh, and you saw and you saw an iceberg, it would actually only be you'd only be able to see 10% of the iceberg because 90% of an iceberg is actually underwater. So um, the part you're seeing is just a little part of the iceberg, right? That little part of the iceberg is just a little bit. And then 90% of it is under, under the water. Hopefully not underground. That's not iceberg. That's called ice. <laughs> That's called a glacier, Josiah. Um, but if you're at the ocean, 90% of it's underwater. But it's holding up that 10%. What is invisible or not seen is causing that 10% to be seen. Uh, if you want to see a big iceberg, another way to say it is you want to see a really deep iceberg, right? You can't see a tall iceberg without looking for one that is really, really deep, one that's really, really. So you could say, hey, I want to see a tall iceberg. You could also say, I just want to see a deep iceberg. Because the deeper the iceberg goes, the taller it actually is. You know, in one of the most famous messages Jesus talked about, um, known as the Sermon on the Mount, and I've been to Israel, it's more like a hill. So we could call it Sermon on the Hill, but Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus, I believe, he actually talks about iceberg living. Iceberg living. Here's what he says. In Matthew 6, 5, it says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. Uh, so this was like people back then were trying to like impress people, be super religious, and just pray out in front of people and be like, whoa, you can pray. Um, but that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have the reward. But check this out. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door... Pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the, the heathens do, for uh, they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things uh, that you need before you ask them. But verse 6, it says this again. It says, but when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Iceberg living. I think Jesus is calling us to iceberg living. That prayer, connecting with God in private, talking with Him, being in His presence, spending time with Him, seeking His face, listening to Him. When we do that in private, when no one else can see, that then God will reward you openly. In other words, what is seen in your life is a result of, of the times no one else saw. 
that no one else saw of you spending in the presence of God and taking time to listen, to sit, and just to be with him. Iceberg living. What is seen by others, I believe, in your life is a result of the time in the secret place, connecting with God. That what is seen above the water is why? Because of that time that was below, that was not seen. I think Jesus is calling us to iceberg living, connecting with God in prayer, spending time with him in his presence in private, in that private time. How many of you guys know that God has got good plans for you? A hope, a future, that he loves you so much, that all the promises in God are yes and amen, that he has good things for you, right? He has good things for you, that Jesus, that God gave his son, so he's not going to hold anything else back. I love that God has got good for you, a plan, a hope, a future, but I believe that uh, for, for a future for us to, not just for us, but for us to impact those around us as well, right? I believe God wants us to walk in the fullness of what Jesus has provided in, our, in that salvation package, which is everything that we need for us to be blessed in him. But I believe iceberg living is how you'll walk in the fullness of what God has for you and experience all that he has for you. That you can taste and see, but I think it's the deeper you go in that iceberg living, the more you'll be able to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. Uh, what is visible by others, the blessing of God, the, uh, God's, uh, God's lo uh, love in your life, the manifest presence of God in your life, the, the, the great relationship you have with your kids, that that is just the tip of the iceberg. But below the surface, what, what, what set it up above was that time in the presence of God, spending time with him. You know, in John 15, uh, 5, it says this. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you and I, we can't do anything of eternal value, something that will last, something that will really change people's lives. You know, and the flip side is so true too. With him, all things are possible. That with him, know what, you are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. God has placed you for such a time as this. You are here for a God-given purpose. And with him, all things are possible. When you do life with him, when you walk with him, when you work with him, when you watch how he does things, then your life then affects those around him because the life of Jesus is working through him, through you, I should say. You know, the only way I believe that we'll walk in the true fullness, the absolute fullness of what God has for you, what Jesus has provided in that salvation package for you, is, is when we spend time with him. It's not our prayers that make it happen. It's not like faith in our prayers that make it happen. It is now meeting with Jesus, having that intimate time with him, and that then coming in and rubbing off onto us. Us renewing our mind, changing, renewing our mind. 
uh, in John 15, 6, it, it goes on and says this. Uh, Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away uh, like useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered up uh, into a pile and to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you, uh, uh, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciple. This uh, brings great glory to God. That when we reside, when we, when we have time with him, that great fruit will be built in our life. That we will have fruit in our life. You know, and just like in that analogy, branches, right, they don't get their own nutrients on their own. They get the nutrients from the vine, right, which, which provides it. So when you are connected to the vine, I believe then there's a transfer of life. A transfer of his life to you. That you're connected to the vine. Transferring his heart, the way he thinks and sees things. His power, his grace into your life. Have you ever hung out with someone and and you've... Uh, Chris has hung out with someone. Good. <laughs> Woo, okay. But have you ever hung out with someone and you found after a little bit you start to pick up the way they talk? Have you ever done that? Where it's like all of a sudden you're saying words that you're like... Oh, I didn't even know I'd say that. One time, well, when we were ex- when we were expecting Levi, we'd go shopping for all this all this baby stuff, and we'd be going through the stores. Natalie and I, and we'd be like, she'd be saying, "Oh, this is super cute. Oh, look at this. This is so cute. This is so cute." And right, and so eventually, I start saying in the stores, "Oh, this is so cute." <laughs> This is so cute. And then when I was in with my company at the time, I was on the construction site. And, uh, and I was just, you know, just doing my thing. And then it just came out naturally of like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. Right? And then after that, I mean, oh, I mean oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh. That's great. Oh, oh. But... Have you ever had that where it just naturally comes out? You know, I think that is true with iceberg living. When you spend time with him, that it's not something that you got to force up or, okay, I got to be more God. uh," But it just naturally transfers to you. And then without even thinking it, you will just start to live it. You'll just start to be who God has called you to be. You'll just start to say the things that God says about you, about your situations, about those around you. It's not that you have But it just naturally transfers, right? You don't have to work it up. And when you spend time with Him, when you spend time in, with Him in prayer, in His presence, it's just a natural thing that just, he, it's just a natural transfer of who He is. His character transfers to you, and then it just naturally comes out, right? When you spend time with Him, His character rubs off. His countenance rubs, rubs off on you. You know, Romans 12, too, it says this. It says, do not... Uh, do not, uh, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
You know, time in that secret place. Time with Him alone. You know, uh, when you start to just spend time with Him more, you know, you'll have that elevated perspective. Right, right what like uh, Isaiah 55 says, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We'll begin to see things, start to think things, how God sees, because it's just that natural transfer of renewing our mind with God's Word in His presence in that time. And that will be that gla that uh, iceberg underneath. People may not see all that time, but know what? They'll start to see that above water, and that's what they'll see is, wow, you're so kind. You're so, you know, and they'll see the fruit in your life. You know, it will also produce, I believe, the fruit of the Spirit in your life. That Holy Spirit, as you spend time with Him in alone, that what you do in private, God will then develop the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit in you and as well as the, the fruit of the Spirit, which is Galatians 5, 20, uh, 22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against all these things. Not only does prayer, when we spend time with Him in the secret place, you know, produce His character, but it produces God's character, His fruit, and spiritual gift, so that you can walk in that plans, the hope that God has for you, and be all that He has you to be. You know, another thing I think I love um, what it said too is that I've heard this said is that we don't get our marching orders until we get on our knees. And, and I think that's really good is that we'll, not only will we get his character, you know, the, the fruit of the spirit in our life, but we'll also get direction. When we spend time with him, when we have that iceberg underneath where no one else is seeing, but you're spending time with him, that will then produce where God will give you direction. Uh, Mark Batterson, I love it, he says this in one of his books. He says, uh, if you pray to God regularly, irregular things will happen on a regular basis. That Jesus, I believe, is calling us to iceberg living, connecting with him in prayer, spending time with him in his presence in private, to have that be the foundation of our life that produces the fruit of the Spirit and causing, you know, God's blessing into our life for your life to abound and to thrive. And so that people will see his goodness in your life, but it's because of all those things under the surface that are now pushing the, to, the, to the top. You know, prayer produces. You know, you don't have to seek after opportunity. I believe you just have to seek after God. When you spend time with him, I believe that God will bring you, he's always looking to connect you, divine connections. He's always look, looking to put you in the right place at the right time because in what? He, you are his hands, you are his feet. And God wants you to move in those areas. Can I tell you, this one time, I, I was like, I was having a bad day. I don't know if you've ever had it, a bad, just a bad day. Um, but I was having a bad day, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm just going to go for a walk and pray, because I feel like a pastor, I probably should do that, but I just want to, like, scream. But, um, so I went out, and I went for a walk, and I was just spending time with God in, in the secret place. I didn't just go to my, walk, like, the step-in closet of mine and just seek Him. I went outside, I was walking, and I was praying with God. I was just praying and, and just talking and listening. And, uh, then all of a sudden, that same day, uh, once I just finished my prayer walk, I got a, I got a text from a friend of mine, uh, and he said, hey, there's this guy that I was, I, was, I got to give you a better backstory. I, I had a friend, and I told him about this message that I heard on a podcast, 
And I said, hey, you got to listen to this. I feel like it would minister to you in this season. And, and he said, okay. Um, how do you know this person? I said, I don't. Uh, I just, uh, I listen to his podcast like every week for like years and years and years. And so it's just really blessed me. And he's like, oh, I actually know the guy. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. And I guess anyways, God worked it out where he mentioned my name to this guy. And the guy texted me who I listened to the podcast of the same day I was out praying um, praying on my prayer walk there. And, and the guy texts me and he says, hey, Josiah, I feel like God is saying, I've never met this man. He's from the States. He's, he's got a, what would be a very successful church. I, I'm, Josiah, I feel like the Lord is telling me to come up to Calgary. Uh, no expenses to you. I just want to meet you, build a friendship with you, and to speak into your life. And that's crazy. So this is a guy that I've listened to for like two years, no, more than that, five years. And, and it was like, I didn't know him from anybody, but it was like, I was at that prayer walk, I was just praying, and then all of a sudden, God, literally, because I wasn't looking for I didn't even know how to connect with this man. Um, but God had him text me, and then the divine connection. So like later this month, actually, I'm going to the fl a Flames game with him. He's hanging out, and we're just going to spend a few days staying at our house. And this is a guy that he doesn't know that he's been mentoring me for years just because I've been listening to him. And, uh, and it's just a God thing. And I think, you know, when you spend time with him in prayer, when you just spend time seeking him, that iceberg, know what? God will bring divine connections into your life that you could not bring. You know what? God will bring divine restoration into your life that you couldn't bring. You know that relative that you just have not spoken to? You don't even know how to touch it? You spending time with him, that iceberg, eventually just watch. There's going to be something happening where it's going to come to the surface where you'll be able to see. But it's the time with him. God will bring those connections. God will work on hearts. Not seeking opportunity, but I believe seeking him. And those things will be in your life because I think God wants your life to be dripping with his goodness he wants your life to be a billboard for his goodness because like what Romans 2 8 talks about is that the goodness of God leads men and women to repentance so God wants you to be a bright sh he wants you to be shiny right he wants you to be a light to the world so that other people stop and say hey God is working in their life, that there's something different. And they say, you know what? And that will turn people to him. God wants the good, his goodness shown in your life, the love of God, the peace of God that surpasses understanding. You know, his patience, self-control, the favor of God in your life, joy, uh, you know, prosperity, his character, supernatural wisdom in your life. Just being confident in who you are, who God's created you to be. You know, the blessing of God, the gifts of the Spirit. He wants those things in your life. Because that will then, not just for you, it's, it's for you, but not about you. It's about those people that God wants to reach through your life. But God wants all those things for you to walk in there. But it's through iceberg living. That spending that time with Him, what is unseen to other people, then God will cause those things to be seen in your life. You know, the deeper our relationship goes with Him, I believe then the higher we go into Him. The, uh, like what Paul says, go into the upward call of God. I believe there's an upward call for each and every one of us. Uh, there's deeper things that God has, but it's spending more time than we can walk in more of the fullness, the freedom that has already been provided. Your works of praying and, and doing a work to get it is not it. It is spending time with the Father. 
being at his feet, allowing him to rub off on you to say, that was cute, right? And then allow that to transform you so that you can then receive and step into what God has already provided. Because there's been things already in your salvation package written on Sharpie that says, this is you, this is for you. But it's when we go deeper with him, then those things then can be manifest in our life. Because before the foundation of time, God has prepared good things for you, for things for you to walk into. But it's when we iceberg living, when we go deeper, spending time with God in the things that are unseen, then God will cause those things to be seen in our life. You know, before we can go high, I believe we need to go down. You know, 1 Peter 5, it says this, in the same way... Uh, the younger ones should willingly uh, support the leadership of the elders in every relationship. I, I got actually a little further, but in every relationship, each of you must wrap around yourself upon uh, of a humble servant because God resists uh, you when you are proud, but multiplies grace and favor when you are humble. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you uh, as you leave the timing in his hands, when we, when we humble ourselves, another translation says, when we bow low before God it's out of, of not false humility, of boldly coming before the throne of grace as a son and daughter of God, but when we go and we trust him, when we go in f before him, you know what, that, that time when we go lower, God then will raise us up, you know, iceberg living go lower go deeper with God and then God will bring those things into your life casting cares worries on him because he does care for you you know if you're looking for an example in the Bible of iceberg living I don't think you need to look any further than Jesus himself that Jesus really he lived a life of iceberg living you know uh, Billy Graham once said this, he said, uh, Jesus uh, prayed briefly when he was in a crowd. He prayed a little longer when he was with his disciples. And he prayed all night when he was alone. Um, and then he said, today many of us have that in the reverse process. I was like, oh, that's powerful. But Jesus himself, he lived iceberg living. He spent time with the Father. He spent time with him. Uh, as an example for us, we are Christians, uh, followers of Jesus, so let's follow in his example, spending time with him in iceberg living, connecting with God in the secret place. And when you do, that will then cause his goodness, the things that he's prepared and planned for you to be shown in your life. Like Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, Pray to the Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Iceberg living. Would you stand with me?